0: hi everybody welcome back to hear our voices as you know we started this new thing with our faces so you could see our expressions and see how things are kind of done on screen i'm very excited about doing this to be honest it wasn't my idea initially i'm not gonna lie to you but i'm okay with doing video because i do youtube so it doesn't really matter to me but welcome back this is your host k Did. and i just want to get some things in the way guys follow us on social media tiktok twitter Instagram, Facebook, we're the most active. Well, I should say I'm the most active <laughs> on Instagram and TikTok. I don't have a Facebook right now. Um, of some problems. <laughs> I got hacked, so my Facebook was taken away, was snatched from me. But um, I do take care, and I do the TikTok also. So that's why, uh, it's kind of uploads on there. We're also gonna be having a Spanish, a Spanish podcast coming out soon. So if you would like to be a part of that, that'd be great. Um, we're looking for a lot of Spanish speakers because New York New York, and America in general have a lot of Spanish-speaking people we're trying to represent good enough people who are out there. If you don't know the population of shelter people in New York City, is the highest are Blacks and the next are Latinos or Latinx, whichever one they prefer at the time. And um, so we're trying to represent a good amount of that. If you don't know, we're based in New York City. If you see on our certain titles, it says NYC that's New York City, depending on where in the world you're watching this podcast from. So. So that's the kind of things we have right now. So right now, our guest today is Alita, and she's gonna tell you more about herself and how she started, um, and her story, how she became homeless. She has a very unique story, and um, I don't know fully her story to be honest. I don't know fully her story. I tried to, you know, I know, I know for a while. So let's be on that. And also, um, she'll tell you what she has for her nonprofit coming up in the podcast. Also, so Alita, tell us, how did you become? Before you became homeless, how did it kind of start out for you?
1: Thank you, Khadija. Um, thank you first of all for having me. I'm really excited to be here. Thank
0: you for being
1: and, on. Um, like you said, we've known each other for a few years now. Yes. And um, as advocates, right? And, um, and that's what we do as an advocate. We bring awareness. We talk about really important topics um, for prevention and for many other reasons. So I, become, I became homeless. It was just part of the life, actually. Um, I lived in another state, and then everything was fine. Um, I had a family. And um, it was a domestic violence situation that um, pushed me to flee. And, and of course, when I had to flee, I had to leave my house behind and uh, end everything in my life, uh, basically. So I just I took off with my little children and um and that's how I became homeless here in New York City.
0: I have a question because a lot of people do listen to me and people on YouTube and things like that. I've never experienced domestic violence, but honestly, you can see it in many different ways. People think it's only like you getting hit. It's many different ways. Can you explain how if you did you see it right away? What was the signs that you picked up on? Things like that so to help the people who are listening they might not even realize they're in a situation that they're in at the time
1: now the thing about domestic violence is really uh it's really tricky um it's it's not written it's on someone's forehead exactly. um and you you might have been in the domestic violence situation and if you're gonna go through that the second time it's not going to look the same really then by by now, nobody will be a victim of domestic violence a second time because for me it was a second time.
0: Oh wow. Um,
1: it doesn't look the same. It is no there's no sign, there is no uh profile um that you look at and you say, okay, this is that person is an abuser, or that person you know is going to exploit me, so then I'm going to stay away from that person. It doesn't look like this. And like you said, domestic violence has many forms. Um, it can be physical, it can be a psychological, which is even the most dangerous, um, you opinion because it, it can happen and you don't even realize what's happening to you. Right. right. It can be financial. It has so many other forms, um, that, per- that person can treat you very well, but they take advantage of you. They take your paycheck and they use your social to do whatever they have to do without asking your permission. So it can be many, many things um and that's why you really have to be careful one other thing that i always said to my clients is the fact that you always have to listen to your guts and because this if i if i listen to my guts if i did that a long time ago i think many things could have been avoided
0: right
1: and um and if anything if you if you had a way of living your life and then all of a sudden that person comes in your life and wants to change everything and when i say everything you have to take a minute and think about it because one of the the, the, the the tactics that um abusers use is the fact that they take the 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 brave I may say away from the support they might take you put it on the side why because they can just have more room for coercion to just um input what they want in your mind. Right because if you stay if you have a really strong social support it's going to be really difficult for someone else to manipulate you that's true you're always going to have all those people around you to tell you oh you've changed oh this is different that doesn't look like you oh the leader and you will have said this but this is weird this is different or why are you doing this this is and then without even just judging you, but they might open your eyes without you, you even realizing that. And then you'll be like, oh, okay, maybe this is wrong. But one of the tactics is the fact that they take all these people away from you. So you don't have any support. So when by the time you realize it, you're on your own.
0: That's
1: and true. You're on your own, like you, you realize. And that's really the moment that they take advantage of to really um manipulate and do what they have to do. So there is not, I would not say there is like a standard uh-huh. um, procedure or protocol that you need to follow. Um, I believe that, you know, we hear, we, we really everywhere we hear it, people say love does not hurt. Yes, love should not hurt. Love is a good thing. Right. And um, it should not be complicated. You should not feel threatened. Threaten. You should not feel scared or some type of way, just you know, around that person who's supposed to love you, or you are supposed to love. You know, the minute you feel like okay, you are playing like a double game here or you are not yourself, start questioning yourself, what you're doing, what's happening? Are you the same before meeting that person? Yes or no? Just do like an assessment, things like that. But just make sure that if somebody comes in your life in the name of love and they want to take you away from your family, your friends, and all these things because they love you and they want to spend all the time with you, right? Because that's not a healthy relationship.
0: It's that's one what... thing if it's your kid, though. Like if they come in your life, they just, you just did a the, you know your baby, just take care of them. Of but if it's a person coming in your life who's the same age as you or older or younger, and they're trying to come for you and just keep you isolated because that, that's a, that's what happens a lot of times. Yeah. You have all these people around you, and all of a sudden you're isolated. You depend on this person mm-hmm. because that's the only person you have around you, and that's how they get you. Yeah. Is you're like prey almost <laughs> kind of
1: thing yeah to to abusers like yeah they you are you are prey basically that's what it is yeah that's they are the other strategy. strategy i mean you, you don't become an abuser just you know you work up and you're an abuser i mean they mm-hmm. have strategies they are they, they they have tactics they have things that they put in place they take the time to look at the person and like if it's like a boyfriend or husband they have been with you for few times so they analyze you they know how you react what you like what you don't like and you know how strong you are how weak you are and then you know that's what they use they take their time
0: do you think most abusers know they're abusers like do they know that they are the person hurting other people you know they see it because some people not everybody they grew up with this they grew up with seeing somebody else doing it to somebody else a lot of times and then they end up doing it as an adult, and they don't realize it's abuse as happening. You know what I'm saying? So, do you think it, a lot of them know that they're abusers? Not
1: all of them, but yes, he has been. Uh, research have shown that, um and if if somebody like let's say a child who been was raised in an abusive home or in a violent home, as um, I don't know the percentage, but there are chances for them as an adult to become violent too. They would just right. perpetrate and. Just repeat what they what they know, what they seen, which is normal to them, right? Not giving them any excuse here, but this is what it is. Like if you, as a child, you are raised a certain way, like when you grow up, that's what you that's what you do, right? You repeat no. what you will exactly because that's what what you know, and this is true also for um, abusers. If you will see it stati- statistically, I can't remember, but um, it's shown that there is a high percentage for uh, people who have been abused um, at a young age to abuse others when they grow up. Definitely,
0: yeah. That's crazy. Not when I try to, you know, as she said before, trying to give excuses. But sometimes you have to think about also. I'm not saying stay there and take the abuse, but think about hopefully get they get help and understand that some of them do come from broken backgrounds. Um, this is what it is. Ha- they need to yeah.
1: get help, The truth is, in our communities, I'm talking about Black communities, those topics are still taboo. People don't talk about this, right? Um, You know, if you have been exposed to violence and abuse, it's going to affect you one way or the other. And if it's not taken care of, it's not addressed, it's going to sit somewhere in your head. And then one day it's going to affect your behavior. You wouldn't even realize that. So therapy in our communities, it's, 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 it's not a good sign. Somebody who goes to therapy, it's, they portray like a crazy person. Right. right. Well, it's true. better to go to therapy when you still have a chance to handle the issue than not to do anything. Because when trauma comes at you, it's just like a DV. It doesn't announce itself.
0: That's true.
1: And you can get trapped to the point where you cannot even control what's happening to you. Then you become really crazy.
0: Is, that is definitely true so guys if you need the um we're gonna have the number down below in the description box for um i want to say it's 1-800 or one six six. hope it'll be down there and also if you're a person who, who's listening to this and don't even realize they are an abuser we'll give you um the information for a therapist also because on both sides it's bad what you're doing to others is not the right thing to do and you do need help if you are this person so Let's get back into her story. But I just want to put that out there because I think sometimes we are focused sometimes in October, um, domestic violence month, if you don't know. And we only focus, I feel like a lot of people, unless you work in that organization, focus only for that time. No, it's 365 days you know of the year. And the problem is always happening. It's not only one month a thing is happening We highlight it. It's all the time this problem is happening and we need to make sure it's out there for people to listen to. Back to the story. um, You said you have, I want to say you have two children, right? I Three three children and you said you I left have three home children home with
1: home. me here but they have five children in general oh, oh total.
0: i, have five well, I didn't know. oh wow okay five you're lucky <laughs> <laughs> Thank
1: you.
0: when you had to basically flee where you were you said you left your home behind how did your kids react i don't i believe they much it was much obviously much younger because time has passed but did they realize what's happening did they see and like, what's going on? Did they understand what's like, how did it affect them in general, to be honest?
1: No, I don't think they, they realized anything. They were too little. Uh-huh. Um, they were too little. And then as a survivor, you you learn so many things, right? And um, one of them as a mother is to, is just to do your best, to do everything just for your kids not to feel hurt or not to feel any, that anything is wrong, right? Right. So, in that survival mode, I I I was just you know the fun, the best mom you know for my children not to to question anything right. basically. Uh, but I remember the the oldest one that she was she would ask her when are we going back home <laughs> because
0: it... <laughs> I can't hear you. Right. I can hear you now. I'm sorry. I couldn't hear you before.
1: oh I'm sorry don't,
0: don't but
1: go. um she 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 asked uh, many times um when are we going home? when are we going back home because she knew where we were didn't was not home. it didn't look like home. So okay. that actually she could tell the difference like you, you everything was different like the people she used to see every day were not there anymore. So she she you know she wondered. But um as far as they didn't ask any question because they, they didn't understand. I mean the the twins were like two years old, so you know they were like they were just learning how to talk and you know they're busy in their lives and so they and then they got introduced to um schooling, so they went to um to daycare right away. So it I think fun new things were right. happening right in their lives and um so i didn't have to deal with that thank god <laughs> but um later on so it's so funny just to say that kids don't don't forget anything right they don't <laughs> and um later on so part of my organization with my organization part of our mission
0: uh we have
1: uh, this program called love gives, and then what we do um we do a lot of events but one thing that is really dear to me is the fact that during the holidays we we bless shelters um because i was blessed when i was in a shelter i mean not all the shelters let me specify here the shelter right because when i get to the the with the regular population it was something else but anyway and, and I remember even being in the shelter and I always said that I would like to be able to give back one day. Right. And then, um, and God blessed me with my organization and the, the great donors that we have every year, people really blessing those families. So we go back, we go to shelters. Sometimes it's the same shelter, sometimes like different shelters. And then we go and then we bless those families, right? Um, mm-hmm. Parents and children, we do both. Mm-hmm. And... The first time we did that, um, we went, the first shelter that we really uh, had to place was the one where we lived. And we lived there for, for you know, for a while. Yeah. And my daughter remembered, because it was really close to the subway. And then she remembered something about the subway. And then she said, it, look, it's like I've been here before. Oh wow! Well, really? Why? Why you say that? <laughs> she said, I remember you carrying the stroller, and I was helping you going down the stairs, and we did this many times.
0: Wow!
1: And I was like, oh my god, yeah, she remembered. And I said, yes, we actually lived here. I was like, in this house? And I said, yes, we did. And then she said, but you said it was a shelter. That's why we're here. And I said, yes. So we lived in a shelter, and I was like, yes. So you know, and then we, you know, we had to have like a whole conversation because the little ones now, they like what, seven years old now. (laughs) Like, (laughs) (laughs) so so I had three young girls looking at me like, huh? I thought we were okay, right? (laughs) No broken people or anything. So then they start telling me, you know, what they think the shelter is the reality. And I had to explain things to them, and we had a conversation. That conversation lasted for like a week.
0: And did you trust me? <laughs> you know, they they ask a lot of questions. So why this happened? Why?
1: Why were we in the shelter? Right. And I'm, I thought I told you that. Yeah, you said that to her. How long were we in the shelter? <laughs> what of shelter? Is there anything else that we we done or we wear? And you want to forget to tell us or something? Oh uh, yeah, I just it was so funny, but like for really like for a week,
0: and then um
1: so uh, like I think a year later or two years later, one of them came to me and said, "Mommy, I was really nice um to a girl uh who came who, who came to our class today. Right. She started school today, and she lives in the shelter." And then I remember what you always said, and I was really kind to her because she doesn't have a friend, right? So I made myself like a friend to her and I'm like, you're amazing. That's what you do.
0: Right. And
1: yeah. And so just to tell you, so it stayed. And now they know that, you know, being in a shelter doesn't mean that because you are broken or you are poor, you know, like you are, you know, you are nothing good and things like that. Because, you know, in society, people pick up so many images you don't know i don't even know where they got this um image about shelter we never had that conversation before right but they do enough to tell me that no shelter is not for good people and we we are good people and i'm like what do you mean <laughs> <laughs> good shelter is not for good people so um at least they learn something yeah
0: that's definitely true that's definitely yeah. true wow if it's shelter, so-
1: I really definitely get affected like
0: Um, hi thank you for coming this far in the podcast we are so happy that you are a part of our hear our voices family if you're a person who would love to be a part of the podcast either being a resource person or a person that shares your story we would love to have you but follow us again on our social media platforms on youtube instagram facebook twitter and we are there constantly updating information i'm trying to get better better at the tiktok stuff but um, we are definitely updating all the time on the instagram page about work endeavors and activities for families and people in general so thank you for coming back one more time and we see you next week thank you for being here for season three of hear our voices podcast